<clears throat> Again, today we have spent our time wisely undertaking these trainings of the mind that the Buddha prescribed for really understanding what is suffering, the cause of suffering, and the end of suffering. And while the work that we do here is challenging and confronting, and maybe the hardest thing we'll ever do, really, it is both immediately and over the long term very beneficial. Even after a few days, you can begin to see the power of awareness to uh, tame, tame the mind, to begin to calm the mind. And as we begin to calm the mind and see things more clearly, we're less impulsive, we have better um, impulse control, we're more emotionally intelligent, and we just make our way in the world and through the day with a little more ease, a little more grace. And it takes effort. And a lot of the effort, as Mark was speaking about tonight, is not so much trying harder as being more discerning in how to apply the effort, how to be aware without overshooting and without underreaching the present moment. And all of the all of the practices that we've done from taking the refuges and precepts and offering service to the community through our yogi job and developing awareness, continuity of awareness in the sitting and walking practice, listening to the Dharma, discussing the Dharma. All of these are really uh, powerful practices that turn the mind towards wholesomeness. So we shouldn't minimize the power of the simple things that we do, the simple lifestyle that we live here. It does have a pretty profound and far-reaching effect on our, on our hearts, on our minds. And since Mark spoke about uh, right effort, um, I was remembering a time in the uh, when I went to the monastery in Burma, <coughs> I'd been practicing in the West for about eight years, and then I, I went to Burma to ordain as a monk. And I was practicing with Saito Upandita, who is a very um, elderly now, uh, but very demanding uh, meditation master. And he has a way of really um, getting you to work more diligently at mindfulness than you could imagine. And so when I got to the monastery, you know, you look at the schedule and everyone in the monastery follows the schedule of getting up at three and practicing uh, alternate hours of sitting and walking meditation until 11 o'clock at night, every day. And he used to say, you can sleep as much as you want between 11 and 3. <laughs> that, and, that, and he wasn't kidding either. 
And that was just the kind of the kind of practice he expected. So I looked at the schedule and it says, you know, an hour sitting, an hour walking, an hour sitting. And I had a lot of wrong views about practice at that time. And I figured, well, if an hour of sitting is good, then an hour and a half must be better. So I, after, and I was really on fire to really practice the Dharma. So I'd sit for an hour and a half and then walk for a shorter period of time and then sit for an hour and a half again. And then as the days went on, I, I built up my time to two hours and two and a half hours, three hours, four hours. Eventually I was sitting for four hours at a stretch. Of course, you only have to do a couple of sittings a day when you're sitting that long. But it was excruciating. <laughs> it was so painful. And I would, have, I would report, be reporting to Sayadaw every day at two o'clock. So I'd go in, I'd do my bows, tell him what I was experiencing. And as the time went on, I just got more and more details about the exquisite nature of excruciating pain. <laughs> and he always used to say, you know, after you've given your report and he, it's translated, he gives you a little bit of suggestions or a little comments. He always would say something that the translator said, please try harder. And I thought, come on, I am busting I'm working hard as I can. Please try harder. What what does that mean? You know, so I would just buckle down a little more and sit a little longer and grip my teeth a little harder and try to try harder. And after a few weeks of this, I was in there one day, gave my report, again, excruciating pain in all of its gory details, at the end of which he said, do you know why you have so much pain? And I said, no, but I was ready to hear the illuminated word <laughs> as to why I had so much pain. He says, you sit too long. <laughs> and he said, you don't need to sit long. Just sit an hour, walk an hour. It was the greatest relief I ever heard. <laughs> Only recently, now for, for I, I practiced with him for, for two decades, and it was, it was always, please try harder, please try harder. Well, only recently did, uh, um, did we find out that what he said was mistranslated. <laughs> and what he actually said could have been translated as, please be more continuous. 20 years. <laughs> okay. I like this, please be more continuous. And if you really look at what right effort is, it is whatever in the moment allows you to be more continuous. So don't try harder. Mark says, you know, if you're trying to milk a cow and you're pulling the tail or pulling the horns, it's Trying harder is not going to <laughs> be any more effective. Don't try harder. Just please see how you can be more continuous in your recognition of the present moment's experience. And in this way, I think you'll do okay. Okay. So, enjoy your evening. <laughs>